Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Retro Rankings Podcast. And let me tell you something, I am drinking a Baja Blast Zero Sugar. That's right, um, it's a soda, but it's a soda that's eh, kind of okay for me. Um, as I chug along on this diet, uh, today is actually, as I record this, my cheat day. So I had some Taco Bell for lunch. That's literally all I get to eat as I fast the rest of the day. So anyway, that's what I'm doing. And we've got a jam-packed episode here today with stuff recapping the year, stuff looking forward to next year, and some uh, important news I want to share. But real quick, let's just uh, let's just review what happened at the Game Awards. If you didn't know, I was one of probably hundreds of official co-streamers. And they uh, they kind of put my information incorrectly on the website. They used my real name instead of Potation Rotation, but it's okay. I'm okay with that. That'll that'll be all right. So I just want to run down a quick list of some of the games that they showcased that actually are coming up that interest me, and some of them might drop on my most anticipated games of 2022 list. We'll have to find out. That'll be at the end of the episode, but. For right now, uh, some of the games that really interested me that they showed were Evil West, Have a Nice Death, the new Hellblade, Star Wars Eclipse. I'm excited. Hopefully, that'll be some good stuff. Uh, I, I kind of put an asterisk by Wonder Woman only because I'd like to see how Suicide Squad turns out. But, I mean, just showing Wonder Woman, just Wonder Woman, and that's it. Like, I'm a little excited, but you got to show me more. So I'm kind of looking forward to hearing more. Um, the new Alan Wake, Alan Wake 2, which is going to be a little bit more full-on horror survival, uh, from what I understand. Uh, Slitterhead looked ext- extremely interesting. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Gollum. They said it was called The Untold Story. When I did some research, because I researched some of these games, uh, I didn't see The Untold Story part of it. It was just said Lord of the Rings, Gollum. Uh, but that looks good. Uh, Somerville, that's been piquing my interest for a while. Um, the new Cuphead, Delicious Last Course. I don't know if that's supposed to be DLC or not. We've been waiting like three years for this, I think, by the time it comes out. Maybe four? Three or four. And I think that was supposed to be DLC. I don't know if this is a whole brand new game or if this is DLC or not, but the new Cuphead, nonetheless. Uh, as I said, Suicide Squad, Sonic Frontiers. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of got like, <laughs> of course, as most video games are nowadays seem to be as far as 3d open world uh they try to go for a breath of the wild and it kind of looked like it was modeled after breath of the wild but we'll see um i'm hoping it is sonic uh fully capable of exploring an open world something that's continuous maybe i don't i don't know i don't know it's it's pretty fascinating to even be able to think about that the new warhammer uh, space marine 2 uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Among Us VR, uh, Metal, Hellsinger, Star Trek Resurgence. I just, I want a good Star Trek game. I'm actually a Trekkie more than I am a Star Wars fan. I just want a good Star Trek game. It's been a while. Uh, a Plague Tale Requiem, Dying Light 2, uh, Stay Human. But um, really, saving the best for last, Elden Ring. I mean, we've been hearing about Elden Ring for a long time. Uh, saw more gameplay footage. I am super stoked for Elden Ring. And um, that was actually really as excited as I got for three hours and 40 minutes, roughly. <laughs> there was nothing jaw-dropping that happened on that 
on that presentation. It was just a total and complete waste of time, in my opinion. Uh, most of the stuff we already knew coming. It was just new footage, some gameplay footage. Uh, but yeah, it's unfortunate that just new footage for Elden Ring was ex as excited as I got. So I'm definitely taking some time off for that one when that comes out. But I just wanted to recap Game Awards. I probably, unless they cut it down somehow to two hours next year, I'm probably not going to co-stream that again. So anyway, what else? Oh, uh, if you are here, if you ever found this podcast uh, via the main Quest podcast, I actually recorded a little snippet for Keith's year-end show, which aired yesterday. So uh, if you didn't hear that and you found this podcast somehow on your own, congratulations. I don't know how you stumbled into it, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to actually put that snippet in here right about now. Greetings and salutations, main quest pod people. This is your boy, Paul from Potation Rotation and the Retro Rankings Podcast. And let me tell you something. These are my gaming picks for 2021, as requested by Sir Keith. Most disappointing. My most disappointing game for 2021 would have to be the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the Definitive Edition. I was excited to play this trilogy, considering two of the games included I never played before. Good thing I waited for this very far from definitive compilation to be released and reviewed uh, because I actually didn't buy it. That's how disappointing this game is to me. I did not buy it. No buy. Hard pass for me, dog. Uh, would rather fire up Balan Wonderworld than to go out and purchase the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the definitive edition. My most surprising game for the year would have to be the Lawn Mowing Simulator. That's That's correct. You heard me correctly, the lawn mowing simulator. Fire up some background music and sit down for some grass cutting action minus the workout. There is nothing more relaxing and oddly satisfying than cutting around that hedge without taking a chunk out of the turf. And don't forget to dump your load. Uh, I'll take things you can do in video games that you can also do in the bedroom for 500, Alex. <laughs> What is my relationship killer of 2021? Well, I mean, pretty much anything I play is a relationship killer in my house, uh, especially if I'm at it for hours at a time. Uh, but because boobies, I'm going to have to go with Resident Evil Village. Nothing like Lady Dimitritsku making your woman feel inadequate. Seriously, though, Resident Evil titles are always engrossing gameplays for me. Therefore, Village is my relationship killer. The best soundtrack... Well, I really don't like the game. I've been on record saying that in the past. Um, but I'm also automatically prejudiced whenever a title drops. Whether it's a new original title or a re-release, I'm going to go with The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD on this one. Not the best music in the overall Zelda series, but Zelda music is overall pog. And every other release this year is pogant. Pogant? Is that even a thing? My worst game of the year, well, um, since I never picked up <laughs> GTA Trilogy, I'm going to go with the obvious. Yes, that's right. It's Popeye for the Nintendo Switch by Sabic. Yes, Sabic, the same publisher behind such classics as Calculator, Checkers, 
and bubble. Yeah, I mean, we all knew it was going to be a winner, right? Uh, Savick has an overall game rating of 1.66 out of 10. So it's like it's like 12 bucks, but you're better off spending 30 bucks on Balin Wonderworld. So what is my best game of 2021? Well, you haven't figured it out by now from this list. Uh, it's Balin Wonderworld, everybody. Yes, that's right. What a fantastical and whimsical game of flight and fancy. The best Square has pumped out in decades. What the hell is wrong with you? Actually, if you really want to know what my game of 2021 is, because that's that's not it, tune into my Retro Rankings podcast, Your End Spectacular Episode, tomorrow on all your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for tuning in to the Main Quest podcast, everybody, and I'll see you all on the Retro Rankings podcast tomorrow. Alright, so that's what aired yesterday on the Main Quest Podcast. If you have not checked out that podcast, like I said, if you're just here not via Main Quest, go check out Main Quest Podcast. Uh, one of the best podcasts out there for retro gaming. Other than that, what else is going on? Well, let's talk about let's talk about some changes. Okay. So um I come this the spring of 2022, I've been doing potation rotation will be two years. Um, and it's, you know, I just, it, it was to fill the time when COVID started. And actually, as I record this, unfortunately, there is COVID in our house. Uh, so I'm going to just kind of whip through things uh, because, spoiler alert. The... Recording studio for the podcast is actually nestled in a tiny little corner for, you know, the best sound possible of our bedroom. And I have kind of evicted, uh, Heather, uh, actually who has, who has the COVID, uh, so that I could get this in and get this done for everybody. So I want to get this in and get this done so that she can return to relaxing. But, um, yeah, so that's, I, I wanted to get all this in, um, and, uh, the updates, you know, this was just to fill time. And as things grew, uh, the podcast was added. I decided I'm going to keep branching out. I'm just going to keep branching out and see what really hits. Uh, as it turns out, I enjoy doing the podcast better than the YouTube uh, stuff. Uh, I did have three YouTube channels. I had one, split them off into three so that they each had their distinct things that were going on. And then I eliminated one. Well, those two YouTube channels, um, because I've pretty much eliminated drinking, not entirely, but I just prefer not to drink. The whole potation rotation doesn't really apply anymore. And going forward, unless there's like a power hour or guests want to drink or something, drinking isn't really going to be that much of a thing. And the big thing that was really, really important to petition rotation was, was, and the drinking was licensed to drink. I mean, that, that was really the, the birth, actually, the idea uh, behind potation rotation was the license to drink, was playing video games while drinking, uh, racing games, really. So anyway, uh, that's been gone, um, I don't know, for better part of 
half of the latter half of 2021. So going forward, what's going to happen is potential rotation is still going to be a thing. I mean, it's the company. It's my company. Uh, it's, it's legit like tax filings and everything with it. So it, it's going to be like the parent and everything else is just going to have its own identity now, you know? So the original petition rotation channel on YouTube is going to be rebranded as Lacerda gaming. And if you have to question what Lacerda is, I mean, just Google it, but it means something and you'll understand. So yes, uh, the OG Potation Rotation channel as of January 1st will be called Lacerda Gaming. Potation Rotation Reviews is rebranded as of January 1st as The Fuser or The Fuser Reviews, whatever. Uh, Fuser, and it's not F-U-S-E-R, it's F-U-Z-E-R because I've got to be hip and with it, but it literally fuses different types of reviews. So I thought that was like the best best way to go about that. I wanted to come up with a name that was indicative of everything that gets reviewed. Um, there is going to be a new YouTube channel called the PMG Project. Couldn't really think of something good, but it's, it is a channel that's really close and personal to me. And it's going to be kind of going back in, into my history, going back in time, kind of talking about Things that have happened to me in the past that kind of affect me as a person now. Things that I'm doing now that will affect me as a person in the future. Kind of travel vlog, if you will. Is, uh, that's probably the best way of putting it. It's going to be out and about showing you places and, and telling you stories. The PMG Project. Um, and there's going to be a new podcast with me and TJ. And that's going to be called the Good for Nothing Podcast. And it's good for nothing because it's literally a podcast really about nothing. There's going to be a title for each episode that will be determined after the episode's been recorded. And it's really just two, two friends who have been friends since, since, I don't know, middle school, just talking. And uh, hopefully it'll be good. I don't know. We'll see. There's not going to really be a structure. Um, you know, the, the title of the episode will definitely be thematic, but it doesn't mean that we're going to spend the entire episode on it. It could be literally five minutes out of a half an hour. I don't know. We'll see. We're going to see how it goes. It's kind of an experiment. So, so is the PMG project. Good for nothing podcast, brand new podcast. So what does this mean for schedule? Well, the good for nothing podcast is going to be once a month and the retro rankings podcast is still going to be twice a month. The YouTube channels are going to be whenever I damn well please. There's not going to be a schedule for those anymore. There's, like I said, there's three of them. Uh, I'm going to try for a review once a week. I'm going to try for video gaming once a week. I'm going to try for the PMG project maybe once or twice a month only. But overall, you're going to get something every week. You might get something twice a week. I don't know. It's going to be whenever I feel like it. Like I said, I enjoy doing the podcast more. So doing two podcasts is going to take priority over doing three YouTube channels. So that's it. So some name changes, some logo changes are going to be in the works as well. And that's all going to be effective January 1st. That's where rotation rotation is going. Everything is just kind of eliminating the drinking for the most part, eliminating rotation rotation, eliminating my face uh, from the brand, if you will, as well. So 
Anyway, what else is going on for 2022? Well, I want to just uh, throw out some films um, that I'm looking forward to. No particular order, not by release date, not by what I'm most looking forward to. But this is wrapping up 2021. I also want to tell you what I'm looking forward to in 2022. So as far as films go, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. The unofficially untitled Super Mario Brothers movie. The Flash. Thor Love and Thunder. Salem's Lot. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. John Wick Chapter 4. The Marvels. Downton Abbey A New Era. Yeah, go ahead and hate me if you want. I'm a Downton Abbey fan. I don't give a fuck what you think about that. Halloween Ends. Avatar 2. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Avatar 2? I don't know if that's coming out in 2022 or not. It's, it hasn't actually been officially slated, I don't think. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the Batman. Lightyear. Uncharted. Morbius, which is right around the corner. Nope. Black Adam. Knives Out 2. Moonfall. The Black Phone. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Clerks 3. And Cocaine Bear. Okay, so it kind of was... There was kind of... No, there wasn't really an order, but I threw Cocaine Bear at the end on purpose just to tell you that if you haven't heard of Cocaine Bear, you need to look up Cocaine Bear. That Those are the films I'm looking forward to in 2022. So, let's just get into some of what's going on here with the year-end portion of the podcast. This is kind of what you're here for anyway, right? So, we are going to talk about what the top seven were back in uh, mid-2021 in that episode, the best games of 2021 in my opinion, so far. So I'm just going to recap those. And then after that, we're going to get into what my games of 2021 were. Let's start out with number seven was Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Number six was Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, the complete edition. Number five was Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Number four was MLB The Show 21. Number three was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Number two was Resident Evil Village. And number one was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So because I am somewhat pressed for time, the top seven games of mine for 2021 as the year closes out here. When I go through them, I'm not going to give the story. I'm not going to give gameplay. I'm not going to give any kind of that kind of crap who produced it, directed it, music composers. I'm skipping all that today. This is just straight, straight up, just the list, just straight up to the point. So just so you guys know, that's all I'm doing. And there's still more to talk about after I'm done, but I want to kind of throw this meat of what you're here for right in the middle, because in that way, at least you're getting to it now. If you don't want to listen to the rest of the show, you don't have to. It's your prerogative. But here we go. My top seven games of 2021. Number seven. 
it's a new entry at number seven to close out the year. At seven, it is Forza Horizon 5. finish this game um but my god what a beautiful game and it is a great racer and you know what uh it's an open world racer uh if you don't mind me throwing that in there if you're not familiar with the franchise this is definitely the best one yet um however i will say that uh if you're not into that kind of shit mechanics or something like throw that all throw all those thoughts out the window you, you got to give it a shot plus if you want to you can have the game kind of aid you kind of like you take over not really take over your steering but aid with your steering aid with your you know braking and all that kind of shit um it's 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 really nice it's a nice you can make it as casual as you want or you can make it as hard as you want but it's it's not an unfair game it's so far i'm probably about my estimation is I'm probably about 30% into the game, um, but that's enough for me to be like, this This game is one of the best of the year for me. So, And I'm playing it probably whatever levels I put it at just beyond casual. I don't... I'm, I, I like to play casually. I, I, am, I am, by all definitions, probably a casual gamer, especially because I have the ADHD and I'll just play something and then when something new and shiny comes along even if i didn't finish it i'll jump into something else and literally this game fell into like a whole cycle of like four games that i was like just rifling through at the same time but uh it's a great game you need to throw any kind of issues you may have had with with car games racing games out the window this doesn't apply if this is probably the best entry into the series that you could possibly jump into if you're not familiar with it. Forza Horizon 5, number 7 of 2021. 6. Coming at number 6 to end of the year is Death's Door. Yet another new entry for the end of the year, Death's Door number six. What can I say uh, that hasn't been said before? This game, uh, honestly, was kind of uh, gypped as far as awards go. I think it it deserves a little bit more awards. But uh, if you're not familiar with Death's Door, but you like the overhead perspective style games of Legend of Zelda, then this game is probably for you. It's a little harder than some Zelda games uh, of that style. And if you die, you do have to kind of like start back at your last save. You're not just going to start outside of a boss door or anything like that. Uh, you do have to do some backtracking, unfortunately. But you also have to be smart. 
You have to be really smart in getting to where you're going. Death's Door, I don't want to say much more. Uh, it is just a fantastic little game that wasn't really much on anybody's radar until it came out. And then the people that played it, they, you know what I'm talking about. You loved it, right? Death's Door, number six of 2021. Five. Well, remaining at number five was my number five midway through the year. That's Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. say anything more about the game i just enjoyed it uh especially the bowser's fury part of it um that was that needs to be the stepping stone to what the next 3d mario game should be as great as bowser's fury was in its tiny little gameplay package uh it was just phenomenal as far as having just a continually connected open world to explore without some kind of hub taking you from place to place. Um, hoping beyond hope that when the next Mario 3D Mario game is released, that we're getting a Bowser's Fury style 3D Mario game. Number five, 2021, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Ah, uh, those ragtag planet-trotting space heroes are coming in hot at number four to close out the year. It's Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll tell you this game uh as much fun as i was having it was one of the games that kind of fell into this flux if you will uh the the rotation of other games that i was playing uh so i play guardians for a few hours one day and then uh, take a break the next day and then the following day i would pick up forza uh and so on and so forth and you're going to hear some other stuff too but about that rotation that particular rotation at the time but yeah um, you talk about the narrative, the story, the visuals. It's, it's, I had some issues with the game. I had some glitches in the game, some clipping. Uh, the biggest one was when I was recording my stream, uh, for it. Uh, there was an audio issue. The audio actually got dropped completely. It actually made it almost un unplayable. But cause, cause, cause what it's cool is you've got, you got three things going on. You've got the audio coming in like literally 3d so if you're playing it on your tv you got your stereo speakers you got audio coming out of your left you got audio coming out of your right and you got audio coming out of your ps5 controller which was just amazing and the audio that's coming out of the ps5 controller is the audio from whoever's radioing into you in your earpiece 
So that was cool. And then the audio that's actually coming out of your stereos are the other characters that are out and about with you, talking to you, screaming at you from different directions. It just was awesome. It's even better with your 3D headphones. It's just everything about the game is great. Um, the, the mechanics as far as like shooting and coming up with all the different types of combination of button presses to try to, you know, the, the combat was a little probably un- beyond comfortable for me by about like a couple notches. It was just too involved. I guess is the best word you can look for. Uh, especially then when you have to like, you know, call upon your other guardians members to do this and do that. So it could get for somebody like me, who's a little dyslexic on the game pad, trying to do all these combos, which is why I'm also not a good, not a good, you know, fighting game person because of that. And I've never performed a fatality in mortal Kombat <laughs> without a little bit of assistance with a code or something. But uh, yeah, I'm a little dyslexic on the gamepad. So when things like that start happening, it's a little rough for me. But overall, other than that, Guardians of the Galaxy, fantastic game, number four of 2021. Three! Well, this one was at number two. So it lost a spot. It lost a spot going from two to three to end up the year. That's Resident Evil Village. Like I said, uh, you can go back and listen to that if you want the full recap on Village. Uh, but as you heard earlier, my little snippet, uh, boobies. <laughs> boobies. But it is overall uh, a good game. Probably one of the better Resident Evils that we had in years. Uh, well, 7 was pretty good too. But uh, I didn't like 6. I didn't really like 5. I didn't like 4. So as far as I say, when I say years, that's what I mean. Um, I guess the last two have been good, but Resident Evil Village was really good. Resident Evil Village, number three, to close out the year for 2021. Two. Oh, yeah. That means we got a brand new number two on this list. To end the year, it's Metroid Dread. So Metroid Dread, such a love-hate. I It's been a while since I've played a game where I rage quit as often as I did. And a lot of that rage quitting actually wasn't so much had to do with like battling bosses or anything like that. It was those Shine Spark puzzles. Those, I would spend so much time on those fucking things and my fingers, like I said... I'm dyslexic on the gamepad, folks. I, (laughs) 
when it comes to just trying to do certain inputs of buttons, I mean, it's no different than doing a certain input for a fatality in Mortal Kombat to, to try to get these Shine Spark uh, puzzles figured out. Just painful for me. Not so much the boss fights. And the boss fights, you just, you just got to keep plugging away at it until you find not only the rhythm, but the pattern. And, you know, you'll get it. It's, if somebody like me, I'm used to button mashing. I just, I'd rather like go into a boss fight and just button mash and jump and button mash, you know, and just, just shoot or punch or whatever the fuck you got to do, whatever, whatever that mechanic is. And I would initially, <laughs> with just about every one of them, except for the Emmys, I'd go into these boss fights and, boss fights and just just mash buttons uh and when you realize that that really doesn't doesn't really work <laughs> in metroid dread um it hasn't really worked uh it didn't work in in the, the metroid return of samus uh redo either that's just what i do i'm just i try to see if maybe just mashing buttons is going to get me out of a boss fight never did in this game at all you have to be patient you have to learn the patterns you have to just know what you're doing, and eventually you'll get it. It might take you two or three attempts. It might take you 30, especially when a boss has different forms, you know, and you get to the point where you just mastered the first form, and then you get into the second form, and you're like, fuck, and you die again and again and again, and so on and so forth. You master the second form, and then... You, Rinse and repeat for the third and you got to So, you know, and then you make one mistake in the first or, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So it's that kind of game and it can be frustrating, but to be honest with you, like those and the Emmys, those were rewarding. The shine spark puzzles. Once I got them down, I mean, I wouldn't say down. Most of them were pretty much easy then you had some of the ones that were hard and they were each kind of unique to themselves. So like the next one wouldn't be like that last one. But when you accomplished it and you got whatever item you were going to collect, for me, that did not feel good. I did not feel accomplished. I was just like, at the end, I just was like, Jesus fucking Christ, it's about time. <laughs> which is which is what you're going to hear going into number one, by the way, um, as always. So, yeah, I loving loving Metroid Dread, hating Metroid Dread. It's both for me, but that is what really makes to me a game really good. Uh, is hating it a little bit, is knowing that you struggled to get through it and you accomplished it. But the game looks beautiful. You thinking Metroid Two D? Nah, not for me. Well, I mean, it's two and a half D. If you're still thinking that's not for me, I mean. Give yourself like 10 minutes into it and you're not even going to recognize it as that type of a game anymore. I mean, it, it is immersive. I mean, you're, you're in it for the long haul and there's a lot of crawling around. It's a lot of backtracking and it's just, if you can get through some of the rage inducing moments and, uh, you know, Hey, if you're a hundred percent collector, it's definitely a game for you. There's a lot of replay value in that, but I spoke enough about it. Metroid Dread is definitely one of the best games of 2021 on a lot of people's lists. One best action game at the Game Awards. That makes me happy. I'm hoping for more Metroid 2.5D, 2D, 2.5D side scrollers. Going forward, Metroid Dread number two on my list for 2021. All right, we're already rounding out 
the, my best games for 2021 on this episode of Retro Rankings Podcast. Yeah! Jesus fucking Christ, it's about time! Uh. One! So what is my top game of 2021? Did a second half of the year release bump the prior number one off my list? Hell no. My number one game of 2021 is still Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I have spent so much time talking about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart since it came out on this podcast and other podcasts on my YouTube, I think, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, I can't say enough good things about that game. It is my favorite game in years, probably since Mario Odyssey, um, as far as the style of game goes. I could keep going on gushing on and on about it right now. But I've done enough of that in the past. Just letting you guys, reminding you guys right now that it hasn't changed. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart is still my number one game of 2021. Uh, my condolences to the four titles uh, from six months ago that were on the list that, that fell off. Do know that at least three of you round out my top ten of the year. And honorable mentions... Go out to Hot Wheels Unleashed and the Lawnmower Simulator that you heard in the clip that I recorded for Main Quest Podcast. Uh, two surprisingly good guilty pleasure games for me this year as well. So if you want to chill, go cut some grass. And if you want fun, fast-paced racer with, with the nostalgic factor, go die-cast toy car racing. And I also want to throw in one more thing. Uh, as I was leading up to recording this podcast. I was hearing more and more about how great of a game Second Acts 2 is, and especially after the Game Awards aired and it was nominated uh, in two or three categories, I don't remember. I'm like, really? Was it really that good? And, you know, and then I kind of looked into it a little bit. I'm like, wow, it's it, it, there's a lot of people that really do love this game. And I had said earlier that I was never a fan of the original Psychonauts. Like, I, it wasn't something I got into. I saw somebody play it. I'm like, I don't like the look of it. I don't like anything. I just really didn't like anything about it. I never actually picked up the controller and played it. I just watched somebody play it, and that was like enough for me. And then I forgot about it. I mean, if I didn't care about a game, why would I remember it? And it has been this long. And the sequel came out, and I'm like, Psh, eh. Like, who cares? <laughs> you know? But apparently a lot of people did. <laughs> And I was wrong. And I, Psychonauts 2 did end up in that rotation, in that flux of games. And I did start playing it. However, I, I don't know, man. Like, like the humor is kind of cool and everything. The writing's good. I, there really wasn't anything that I've, that I laughed at. I'm probably, because I started the game so late in the year. You know, I guess that's why I can't even like rank it. I can't give it an honorable, honorable mention because I haven't gotten far enough to really 
feel like, okay, yeah, this was totally worth picking up. I'm not even sure at this point. I'm probably like about 20% in how good it really is or if it's been worth my picking up. It's hard for me to explain. I, I don't like the way the characters look. I, I just don't. I don't like that art direction that it that it takes. The controls are fine. Controls are fluid. And I like the choices in the options for, you know, your weapons or your abilities that you that you choose to use and upgrading them and everything like that. That's great. Um, that's fine. I like I I like that mechanic. It's it is well written, like I said. Uh, but the jokes and the puns, like when you pick up, oh look, I only got half a brain. Like okay, yes, I I get it. Like that's funny. It's 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 a quip and everything like it's that's great but it just uh isn't my type of humor i guess it's a little it's a little dry and sometimes childish i don't know i don't know i suppose it's clever that they work in these puns and everything but they're just not even getting a chuckle out of me so far it's not a bad game believe me i've played a lot of bad games this year uh, but Psychonauts 2, um, just I'm not sure where it is yet. I think, I don't know if I'm even going to finish it, honestly. But I want to thank some of the people that actually came to me and said, oh, you need to play it. You'll, you will you don't understand how good it is. Like, you will. Maybe I do need to finish it to understand that. But we'll see. I mean, so far it's not bad. It's just not, it's not for me. Even though I am hardcore platformer, and that's what this is. It's just, it's something's throwing me off. It could be just the look. could be the aesthetics that I just don't like. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Second Nuts 2. I'm working on it, everybody. I'm trying. I'm really trying to like it. That pretty much takes care of everything that I wanted to take care of as far as 2021 goes. And give you some of the news on 2022, some of the movies I'm looking forward to. Let's segue that into games. What games am I looking forward to in 2022? In no particular order, I'm looking forward to God of War Ragnarok, Dying Light 2 Stay Human, Ghostwire Tokyo, Bayonetta 3, Gotham Knights, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, hopefully, fingers crossed, Horizon Forbidden West, Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course, course as i said before elden ring somerville evil west and speaking of evil evil dead the game i thought that was supposed to be out this year oh man because i remember saying i was looking forward to playing evil dead the game this year <sighs> just it didn't happen but i supposedly it's right around the corner evil Dead the game grand turismo 7 sonic frontiers tiny tina's wonderlands hogwarts legacy starfield have a Nice Death, A Plague Tale Requiem, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Vampire, The Masquerade, Blood Hunt, Lego, Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and as I said, Warhammer, 40,000, Darktide, and of course, right around the corner, hopefully, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Need some of that side scroll and beat em up Ninja Turtle retro action. I miss it. I want something new. Give it to me, Daddy. Yeah. Mm.
Other than that, that's really about it. The one thing I want to end with today is, like I said, this was a quick one. I wanted to get this through. I need to get, I need to get out of the, the studio. The, okay, the bedroom. You know, the cat's out of the bag. You get out of the bedroom and, and give my lady uh, her bed to rest in. But uh, I want to end with what I think, based upon what I just told you, games I'm looking forward to in 2022, what I think my top seven picks are going to be a year from now. Oh, yeah. Now, keep in mind, these are all pretty big titles, except for maybe Have a Nice Death. That's kind of like probably the smaller title out of the entire list that I just said. But could it be the next Death's Door for me? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Basically, all the big titles aside, there could be something small that might surprise me along the way that I don't know about yet. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe we could get a, a sequel to Popeye. That That is a lot better than, than the Popeye that, that came out, you know? And it could be, could be the best game of all time, you know? We don't know. But anyway, my prediction for 2022 goes as follows. Number seven, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Number six, Bayonetta 3. Number five, Horizon Forbidden West. Number four, God of War, Ragnarok. Number three, Starfield. Number two, believe it or not, it's at number two, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And my prediction for number one game of 2022, a year from now, is Elden Ring. I, I'm actually more excited for Elden Ring <laughs> than Zelda, to be honest with you. Um, probably because I've been looking forward to Elden Ring since the original Breath of the Wild came out, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's how long we've been waiting for it, it seems. Uh, it could be a year off or something, but that's what it seems like in the back of my head when I think about it. And right around the corner from that, Less than two months, and I, I do plan on taking a long weekend off for that. It's going to be that if if I do another list for main quest in a year, uh, that's going to be probably the relationship killer, <laughs> Elden Ring, number one for 2022. My prediction. So that's going to do it for this episode, this final episode of the Retro Rankings podcast for 2021. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Uh, hey. You know what? Everything in a few days is about to change on that website, folks. Everything's about to change. New links, new looks, new logos. It's all going to be there. Two podcasts are going to be uploaded there, you know, when they roll out. And like I said, uh, I well, I don't know yet when the new podcast is going to air. Um, like I said, it's going to be once a month. So it might be like the middle Wednesday of the month or something like that, you know. Um, I'm kind of actually aiming for a weekend with the new podcast. Um, so, you know, maybe like the third Saturday or something for now. 
uh, because the PMG project, whenever those episodes air on YouTube, that's going to be, those are going to be on Sundays. So I kind of thought it'd be nice to kind of like throw some shit on there on the weekends. So that's what I'm thinking of right now. That is not solidified, but the good for nothing podcast is solidified. All that information, potation, rotation, Com. If you want to email me anything, you got show ideas for 2022. You have anything you want to argue with me about. You want to discuss Downton Abbey with me. <laughs> feel free to email me at potationrotation at gmail.com. Again, thanks everybody. Uh, it's been uh, quite a solid year for potation rotation overall. I want to thank everybody who listens here. Everybody on YouTube, if you go there, I appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next year. Have a happy new year, and I hope you enjoyed your holidays.